G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. I wonder if you are familiar with the terminology Jogini Girls from India. Girls as young as five years old, dedicated to the goddess Yalama. And when they reach puberty, they become the property of the village to be used sexually by any man, anywhere, anytime, trapped in ritualized abuse. Well, if there is some good news, one Christian ministry working with these girls has a radical expansion plan for their work. It's the Dalit Freedom Network in India. They're working in more than 100 villages now. They want to extend that to 150 villages. Jeeva Kumar is the head of the anti-human trafficking ministry in India's Dalit Freedom Network, and Jeeva's joining us. Hello, Jeeva. Welcome along to 2020. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure to be here this morning. Jeeva, you're in Australia for a short visit. You're drawing attention to the Jogini girls. Uh, What is so significant about your work and just how far widespread is uh, the treatment of these girls in India? Uh, Well, um, this is a horrific thing that's happening in India, the Jogini system which actually has been outlawed in 1988, but it continues sadly till date. And there are a quarter of a million such joginis in our country. Uh, I would just say that it's such a heinous practice as it degrades women and children to the lowest levels, and it has absolutely no place in a civilized society. And hence, we began working amongst these joginis with a vision and a goal to eradicate the Devadasi system. Uh, Jeeva, is there a connection between the Jogani girls and the Hindu religion? Because, as I understand it, uh, dedicated to the goddess Yalama, uh, they're a part of uh, a Hindu temple worship ritual. Is that the way it works? Uh, yes, that's right. Um I would say that, you know, in the past, it was associated with uh, power and prestige. And yes, it was part of the Hindu religion. But more lately, um, we just see that it's an absolute degradation of the women and children, Um, you know, not so much anymore to do with uh, Hinduism, but any woman uh, or child that is part of the Dalit community, are exploited in the name of religion. Explain to us the Dalit community, and some of our listeners might not be so familiar, but the Dalits, known as the untouchables, how many people are a part of that particular uh, caste in India? Yes, Dalit simply means broken people, and Dalits were formerly known as untouchables. The Dalits live at the bottom of Hindus' rigid social order known as the caste system that has been existing for over 3,000 years. And caste is simply determined by birth, not race. 
it's based upon a religious belief that a person's position in life is based upon the good deeds and sins of their past life. And uh, till today, caste determines Indian spouses, friends, occupations, and uh, their residence, their place of stay. And so these Dalits, uh, they are really discriminated, and uh, they work as manual scavengers, removers of human waste and dead animals, leather workers. Uh, They are the street sweepers in India and the cobblers. And um, they're the ones that are continuously being discriminated and exploited in our country. And for those very reasons, this is why such a huge people group within India uh, is the target of care and love that comes from Christian organisations. Because uh, Dalits, uh, well, they're they're just the they're just the candidates for miracles and love and care. And uh, a population of Dalits ten times the population of Australia. Uh, but I'm sure there's so much more to be done by Christian ministries like yours. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we just feel we have to stand up and uh, defend the cause of the poor and needy. And, uh, you know, that is our call uh, as God's children, not just to be interested in our own personal salvation, but in public transformation, uh, exactly what Jesus did and even demonstrated when he was here on earth. And so if we are truly his followers, I think it is a uh, automatic uh, thing that we would do as his children to rise up and be a voice and stand up for those who are being uh, um, oppressed. And that is why we feel so strongly that we should uh, be their voice and uh, help them out at their time of need. So if we get into this topic, talking about Jogini women, uh, is it in every village, every city? Is it such a widespread practice that these uh, girls and women are exploited in these ways? Uh, Actually, you would find it in certain pockets of India where, you know, there's still this kind of uh, worship of uh, Yalama uh, is going on. It was outlawed and hence, you know, to some extent, uh, the practice did come down in other places, but there are some places in rural India where this is quietly being done and carried out and, uh, you know, sometimes very secretly. And uh, so it is not even well known to the people outside that such a practice is happening in rural India till today. And uh, the the law really didn't take care of um, eradicating the system at all. And so, you know, it's still going on in certain places. Just in the place that I come from, uh, which is called uh, Telangana and Andhra Pradesh, there are 80,000 women caught up in this kind of um, ritualized prostitution, as we say. And so it is widespread, uh, but mostly in uh, southern India and parts of northern India. Okay, you're talking 80,000 just in the two states that you mentioned and such a widespread practice, a ritualized Mm -hmm. prostitution. How is it that you actually minister to these girls and young women? Is it a rescue program that you have that takes them out of the circumstance or is it about empowering those women so that they can be released from the Jogini practice? It's more about empowering the Jogani women, and uh, we believe more in prevention than rescue. And so we're doing everything we can 
where there are more number of joganis to stop this practice by prevention. And uh, by prevention, I mean uh, that we are involved in uh, in uh, empowering these uh, impoverished and uneducated women to stop this uh, practice by uh, helping them stand on their own legs and also to know the law. Some of them are so ignorant, they don't even know it is illegal. And, um, you know, uh, the others that are oppressing them can actually be taken to the court. And so we highlight the illegality of this whole system through our awareness programs. And uh, moreover, we also um, take legal action to challenge the lack of action by the authorities, you know, the Indian authorities who are not doing enough to enforce uh, uh, the law. And uh, so on various levels, uh, we are working to see that this is, uh, system is being, uh, d- you know, totally eradicated. We also give vocational training to these women so that uh, they can become a valuable part of the labor force. And, uh, you know, they don't have to continue in what they are doing. Many of them really don't want to uh, be in the system and, um, you know, they want to come out of it, but they have no choice. And the most important thing we are doing is um, uh, bringing their children who are the most vulnerable to being dedicated again. So these children are being given English medium school, uh, you know, where they brought out from the villages, sheltered in a protected environment, and they are sent to school. So it's having a huge impact. We've seen so many dedications being stopped in the 100 villages that we've adopted and worked in. We're talking about the Jogini women in India and Jeeva Kumar is our guest. She's head of the Anti-Human Trafficking Ministry in India's Dalit Freedom Network. Jeeva, stay with us. We'll continue our conversation in just a short while. Well, we're taking some time to hear about a significant human trafficking exploitation that's going on in the nation of India and girls and young women known as Jogini girls are used for ritualized prostitution purposes and tens of thousands in the one or two states that we're talking about today, perhaps millions across the whole nation of India. Jeeva Kumar is our guest. She's head of the Anti-Human Trafficking Ministry in India's Dalit Freedom Network. Jeeva, as we talk about these girls, rescuing them, empowering them, uh, advocating on their behalf, making sure that they know what their legal rights are, I imagine they're welcoming you with open arms because, as you say, some of them didn't even know that it was illegal to be involved in the uh, industry that they are involved in. Absolutely. I mean, it's such a huge change uh, to them because... uh you know, they've been oppressed for years and, uh, you know, in, in their minds, they were, it's their fate. That's what they say. I mean, we were created to do something like this. And uh, so that's what they've been told for centuries together. This is your fate. This is where you should remain and you should continue in this, uh, uh, you know, way or whatever you are doing right now. So it uh, it's a huge thing when we go in and tell them that this is illegal and they cannot do this. And we will help you and we will empower you and we will educate your children. It is so freeing and they just welcome us, as you said, with open arms. And there's another dimension to your ministry too, the idea of providing primary health care 
and counselling for these young women because obviously many of them would be absolutely traumatised by their experience. Yes, uh, absolutely, you know, because of uh, what they're involved in. Most of them uh, suffer with uh, uh, sexually transmitted diseases and HIV and stuff like that. So uh, the reality is that without good health care, the Joganese and the communities that they live in will struggle to get good jobs or make the most of the facilities that we offer. So we provide regular medical camps and access to health care is uh, very crucial to these vulnerable women. Jeeva, this is a short visit to Australia that you're on now and you are wanting to make friends for your ministry. How important is it for Australian partners to get alongside you in the work that you're doing to help these young women? Uh, I just think that, you know, at a point uh, such as this, uh, we... Uh, need to get together and uh, we can be the generation that, uh, you know, uh, breaks this uh, heinous system that is in practice in um, in India and, you know, all over the world. So I just think that like-minded people uh, should stand up against injustice and um, uh, we are just looking for people who will be able to stand up and uh, um, you know, be a voice for these uh, downtrodden, oppressed uh, people who are history's longest standing oppressed group, I would say. So if we could just stand together and, uh, you know, come together and break this whole caste system and this Devadasi system, that would be absolutely amazing. And I believe that we can do it if we can come together. Your estimate, somewhere in the vicinity of 3 million girls and women who are locked in this form of ritualised prostitution. You've got a plan, though. You've got a goal to eradicate it. How long do you think it will take to put an end to the practice? Uh, Actually, there are uh, uh, 250 to uh, 300 a million Dalit people in our nation, but the people that are trapped in the Jogani system, there are a quarter of a million. So we have a plan uh, to to break this uh, practice and stop dedications. We've adopted 100 villages in our district, and uh, we've identified community leaders, and many of them are former Joganis who want to see the system stop, and they are joining hands with us to deliver the awareness programs and um, you know they they are uh, they've taken it upon themselves in at the grassroots level to do everything they can in their village uh, to stop the system they are our actual watchdogs in the villages just uh, helping us and uh, you know helping us work with their people so they work on our behalf highlighting the illegality of the dedications uh, and then through our vocational training program, we have equipped many Joganis with marketable skills so that they can stand on their own legs. And then again, through our economic development department, we have distributed uh, sewing machines, chili press machines uh, for the women. And then again, we have our health care program. We have schools and we have a shelter set up. So with all of this um, we are going to see, we hope to see the system eradicated by 2025, and I think that is quite possible. Jeeva, I'll point people to your website, the Dalit Freedom Network, which is helping to release these Jogini girls from dreadful ritualistic 
prostitution in India. This is the website. It's dfn.org.au. DFN stands for Dalit Freedom Network. dfn.org.au. Jeeva, I hope you find a few more friends here in Australia and uh, some more Australian supporters of the work that you're doing. It sounds like a fabulous work and you need to be honoured for the sorts of things that you're involved in. Jeeva, thank you so much for joining us today here on 2020. Thank you very much again for having me here. And uh, again, together we can make a difference. Thank you so much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand. Or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.